0: Mikey Mike, how have you been? Pretty good, it's been a while. Yeah, I know, how was your summer? It was wonderful, it was a great summer actually. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. These academic summers are very long. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yes, that is true. Yeah, this summer I spent some time like, getting ready for tenure package and that kind of stuff, so uh, it was overall don't, very lovely. Don't tell me you've been working. I've been working. And when is the tenure due? Uh, it's coming up. It's the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, nice. So then you can stop working. Then I can stop working. Then I can be a real academic. Yeah.
0: Are you coming over to Germany? Oh. Are you even allowed? Is, uh, I don't think we are. Because Joe is not, Sleepy <laughs> is not allowing me in. That's for sure.
1: I can't come. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just won't have me. Yeah. You yeah. had so many Germans over the years. I don't know why, why you can't have me. On <laughs> we had
1: our fill. Maybe. No more.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Probably have to have, probably have to buy some land in Pennsylvania, so then they'll accept me. <laughs> We'd love to have you. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's good to be back. Good to see and hear you. This is the Americanist podcast, episode 19, back from the summer break. Uh, my name is Johannes Ehrmann over in Berlin, and I'm joined, as every time, by my dear friend and accomplished scholar, Mike Bayoki from Stanford. Mike, we have... Um, 20 years of 9-11 coming up in a couple of days Um, and it seems in very weird ways uh, America's war on terror is coming full circle these days. We saw these awful images from Afghanistan lately. Um, 9-11 was for all of us I think such a remarkable day, um, such a weird day and I think a lot of people have very clear memories um, wherever they were globally, um, where they were, what happened, what they did on this particular day. Um, I do remember it very clearly um, because I I actually saw it from almost the very beginning. Um, So, we have the time difference, right? So, this was all happening around 9 a.m. New York time, Eastern Standard Time, which is roughly 3 p.m. German time. Um, And I was in my last year of high school back then Mm. and I came back from school uh, this is around three o'clock, um, and so this is how long ago this is. Um, I would usually, and on this day also, turn on the TV um, and look up the soccer results of the night before on the video text. Oh. I don't know if you guys had this. No, we didn't. Um, so yeah, so you could. It was basically very basic, short information that you could access through your. TV channels. Awesome. It, was like a, it was like a different visual layer coming yeah. over your TV, but the sound was still the same from the TV channel.
1: Interesting. And yeah.
0: this was the first program, um, the public public channel and at 3 p.m. they always have a short news program, usually just three or five minutes long. Mm. Um, and this must have been just like one or two minutes after three o'clock, because I remember very vividly, I was in this video, text checking the results, whatever, um, and then I kind of heard um, with one ear or so I I heard something is going on in New York and then I I switched off the video text and then went back to the channel Um, and I saw that that they had some what appeared to be live footage from the burning first tower and actually as it happened and you can rewatch it, it's on on YouTube, you see actually the second plane Uh hitting. So it must have been three past and then the second plane hitting but the crazy thing was no one on-air seemed to realize what just happened. I think everyone thought it was a replay um, because this was just very fresh developments. Then they had someone, uh, a correspondent, who was sitting in Washington, who was also watching TV. (laughs) So there was no one for the German channel on the ground. Um, And then basically we never turned this TV off that whole afternoon and whole night. So uh, Then my dad came home from work, my mom joined us. and my sister who was 10 years at the time she told me just before we had a coffee and she was like yeah she, she very vividly remembers it and then went to school she didn't understand what was going on yeah. and it was actually when the towers came down apparently my mom actually sent her away so that she didn't oh. see it oh. um, and then she sort of very naively came into school the next day um, thinking that she had something great to talk about that no one had seen Right. And then of course everyone had seen it and everyone was like what are you talking about? We all watch tv all afternoon. Yeah and yeah and so it was for for all of us it was a yeah looking back at it yeah just a very different time also in terms of media in terms of the news cycle. Um, I mean internet existed but we for for example only had like a dial-up connection there was obviously no smartphones yeah, you couldn't even in our house, you couldn't even be on the phone and be in the Internet at the same time. We didn't have that yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you would always, when someone picked up the phone, they would just kick you out the Internet. Right. <laughs> so that's just that's just how long ago this was. Like I was yeah. 18 years old at the time, uh, still in high school. Yeah. Um, what was your 9-11 like back then?
1: I mean, a lot of those same feelings. So <clears throat> excuse me. I was in college and uh, it happened, like you said, you know, sort of earlier in the morning for us. My routine was pretty standard at that point. I'd wake up, I'd go lift, and then I'd have breakfast and then head to my class. And I had an early morning class. So I remember being in the dining hall and uh, power, going to the dining hall and sort of passing through our, like, mail area, like where you pick up, um, you know, letters and stuff, back when we had letters and not email. And this television that would just would sort of be there set to CNN or something like that. I was passing through and, you know, plane, you know, they were talking about how the first plane had hit. And at that point it wasn't clear what was happening at all. It mm-hmm. sort of could have been an accident or it definitely was sort of people were speculating it was an accident. And i just continued on, you know, I, I registered it. I was like, that's really not great. Grab mm-hmm. breakfast. When I came back downstairs, it was clear that something was happening
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and there was a lot of speculation. Uh, and I, I can't remember really if like the second plane had hit, probably it had at that point. Um, but I remember kind of deciding to just not follow it. And I went to class and this was a Russian literature class. And it was early enough in the morning that like uh, we talked about this the next time we met that only two of us knew what had happened when the class started. And then we went into this little bubble for, you know, an hour and a half and we were talking about like Oblomov. And, you know, I can remember like, it's like the sort of like boring, deep, my least, like uh And, and we talked about that for an hour and a half. And then, and I knew, like, I, I remember being partway through and just being like, I don't know what the world's going to look like when I come back out. Like there was talk of other planes, like it wasn't. And, um, I'm actually kidding it's like 20 years and i'm still feeling it mm. um the national guard started flying planes over us um, we were mm-hmm. close to a base and they, one of the ways that they could get down to new york quickly was flying over my campus mm-hmm. and uh so uh, holy cow mm. uh that's so weird i'm still feeling it um just remembering that like that feeling of Not knowing what the world was going to be like and how rapidly it was changing. Um, So, by the time I came out, uh, everybody was congregating in our main, like, you know, dining hall area, basically where I'd seen it on that television. There weren't Mm -hmm. very many sort of places that we could all gather. And uh, so, that was, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was the rest of the day as everybody was sort of glued uh, to televisions. My college campus was close enough to New York city that a lot of parents were in the financial industry there. And so there were several people who spent the day worried about you know, mm-hmm. mom and dad and, you know, were they, uh, were they in the range of that?
0: because the communication lines definitely broke down right that's right everything everything
1: was yeah um you know we actually didn't even have so speaking of the time we didn't even actually even have cell phone coverage at my campus at that point we were sort of uh out in the woods and mm-hmm. so uh you had to be around your you know landline in order to communicate hmm. yeah and i just remember uh, unlike you we had we actually had like uh sort of some upgraded internet. And so that was the beginning of like really being addicted to refreshing like uh, CNN and and that kind of stuff to try to get a sense of what was happening. It was such a rapid transition, you know, it was such a brutal change for me and, you know, those around me between different periods. It was, Mm -hmm. and so I remember being really stuck and trying to understand what it meant to be in a completely different world where America was under attack. Mm
0: for all of us, no matter where we were, um, we couldn't grasp it at first um, because it was the unthinkable, the unspeakable, because yeah. America had always appeared so strong um, and this was such an icon. Um, so me, for example, I, I had uh, as a child a puzzle of the Twin Towers, uh, so even wow. in Germany, so, um, uh, and we had been to the States as a family in 93 um, we were in New York. We didn't go to the Twin towers, but they were always there, right? I mean, they were the yeah. greatest buildings in the greatest city on the earth. Yeah. And how could you even have thought it possible that they that they come down? Um, and I think it was such a shock even so far away in in Berlin at the time. I also remember very vividly, not the same night, so we we watched until late at night, went to bed and I went to school next day. And then the night after that, so the second night after uh, September 11th, I had vivid nightmares of low-flying planes uh, involving myself in some city. Was it Berlin? I don't remember. But it was very, (coughs) sort of, very, very near. And this, yeah, I mean, of course, we all remember these… images that were straight out of like in the 90s there were a lot of these catastrophe movies like you know water world or independence day and all of a sudden this was
1: real and we couldn't even yeah uh yeah grasp it right i mean this was i think the part thinking back on it now that is hard to understand maybe is how far outside of a range of experience it was it just mm-hmm. it wasn't like, we're, I think part of what we're talking about is, like, how much of a struggle it was in the initial couple hours to even understand what it was yeah. that was happening. And, like, the denial, not denial, as in, like, we didn't want it to happen. We just couldn't see it for what it was initially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that rapid transition between, like, this is an accident. This is, you know, to holy cow. We mm-hmm. just lost a bunch of people. Things are very bad and out of control. Like, trying to reimagine what it meant to be yeah. us. Yeah. Um, so rapidly I, again, I can't say like how quickly it went from a very boring morning, you know, week yeah. to just life, life-changing, size, yeah, world-altering exactly. event. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, just the visuals of it all. Um, yeah. And I mean, I have no clue uh, whether the terrorists actually planned on the buildings coming down like they right. did. Um, but if they did, I mean, it's almost like an eerily like devilish genius plan the way it then played out for their targets because I mean if they would have blown up I don't know people on a market square or in a subway or something um, There would have been images of carnage of blood and so forth. There was none of that on 9-11 Right. You saw from the distance from a semi distance you saw uh, what was happening um, you saw people falling, yes, but you never saw yeah. when they hit the ground. And I think some of that powerful terror uh, of these images was you knew exactly when the towers came down. You knew exactly what what was happening there. There were people dying in front of your eyes, but you didn't see it. So which makes it yeah. even more powerful, right? Yeah. And it was even this all seemed to play out in slow motion. Yeah. For me, one of these images that is burned into my memory is um, the second tower, the one with the antenna just before it starts falling, it's just tilting just very slightly in slow motion and then starting to come down. It's almost like the reality shifts Is like that yeah. it's not supposed to happen. Right. Those are so strong buildings and this, this image is it's, it's part of the skyline. It's not supposed to come down.
1: That's um, right, yeah. Yo, I, I can't say enough. Like I, I think your um, choice of imagery of the falling and just always falling and never stopping that feeling. I mean, like it's horrific. Mm -hmm. These these were people falling Mm -hmm. and that stays in your mind, Mm -hmm. Um, trying to understand what was happening and all the choices that people had to make in those very quick seconds. It was, I hope younger people don't know these images.
0: You mean a replay of uh, like a new form of these kind of images? Because these images are everywhere now. I mean, uh, how can anyone not know these images?
1: Well, I mean, like you know, I, I suppose that there are younger folks who, unless you know, they are guided towards these images, don't have to see them. They're pivotal mm-hmm. for us, and they were everywhere for us, and they'll probably sort of show back up now. But if you're a you know twelve year old right now, mm-hmm. I hope they don't see those. Those are, mm-hmm. uh, or at
0: least at know, least I, they didn't feel the
1: moment. I think we they didn't feel the moment, more. and now it's a historical yeah. image, you know, disconnected and that kind of stuff. I you know. Hmm. in here in the united states right there's the uh, never forget um you Hmm. know mantra that we carry with us and there are parts of the experience that i hope we do forget Hmm. Hmm. it was intense to feel the the loss uh,
0: Hmm.
1: of america like sort of i think we were not isolationist but we were definitely not not connected and we weren't thinking about the consequences of a lot of what was happening internationally and a lot of our policies and then it became just so right in front of us and um that search for why did this happen and you know that mm-hmm. that was how i sort of remember the next few months mm-hmm. because we started to gear up for war with the taliban and going into afghanistan um, and then it's hard for me to even remember keep these dis- as distinct periods, but then like the Iraq war sort of grew out of, uh, mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. this as well. Like, so yeah. that search for getting even or making sure this wouldn't happen again, like started very quickly for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this universal sense of loss, that's also something that I, that I noted, uh, I think we all yeah. lost something that day, no matter where we were. Um, yeah. and yes. if only a feeling of, not being invulnerable anymore right. as, a, as a as Western society, if you can say so. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's also something when I'm now thinking about it. It seems like such a shift in time from, yeah, these 20th century, my childhood days, the 1990s, you know, living in Germany. There was several times actually when I was, when there was catastrophes somewhere else in the world. And I was like, man, how lucky, how fortunate we are you know, there's no earthquakes in Germany, there's no hurricanes, yeah. there's no terror, there's no wars. I really, several times during my was like, wow, this is so fortunate yeah. and so many other people don't have that. Right. Well, now, we've had terror in Berlin, yeah. right in the heart of the city, two stops from us, Right. Uh, right. quite recently, five years ago. Right. Um, just this year, just a few weeks ago, we had a terrible flood in Germany that killed dozens. Um, yeah. So I mean, the age of catastrophes has really reached Western society, certainly Western Europe. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's crazy to think
1: about it like that. Yeah, you know, now that you're starting to talk about it, we did have this. You know, we had mm-hmm. you know there was a Oklahoma City bombing here where an American, a couple of Americans, uh, blew up a federal building, and. Mm-hmm. It didn't, you know, it wasn't the same size. It wasn't an outside force, you know, but, like, it didn't cause us to wake up. Mm. Um, And (laughs) I guess I I don't want to take us, like, too far off of the 9-11, but, like, it's sort of that same kind of thing again, where it's easier for us to see catastrophes uh, and threats outside um, sometimes than inside. And I sort of worry that uh, we're in a period again like that. Let's talk about the reaction to it, though, because I think there's very... uh
0: some very interesting layers to this, Um, I mean, first of all, because there was a presidential election less than a year before that, that was stopped by the Supreme Court, when, actually, when the recount happened in Florida, um, the Democratic candidate, Al Gore, looked more and more likely to be the eventual winner. Um, And then the count was stopped, and George W. Bush was basically proclaimed President That's at right. that point without ever having a full recount, right. um, yeah. and I mean it's just crazy to think and obviously it doesn't lead very far to to try to imagine uh, what the reaction might have been like with a more liberal uh, or what yeah generally generally also the policies of Al Gore would have been like uh, oh, yeah. after nine eleven also relating to climate change and so forth That's oh, just absolutely. a whole That's whole other right. chapter there where we yeah. can't go down that rabbit hole but. Um, just let's stay with with the military
1: reaction sure time. so let's see so it's hard to say exactly um, I, th- I think there was broad consensus that the United States needed to respond very strongly Yeah, there would have been a response to, right I mean they would have would gone have after
0: Al-Qaeda they would have gone that's after right. the caves in
1: Afghanistan at that's least right. that's, possibly that's also right. in and, Afghanistan I think that's right I I'm pretty sure that, you know, mm-hmm. no matter who was in charge, we would have, the United States mm-hmm. and, and our allies, right, mm-hmm. um, this is an important distinction, would have ended up in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I think we probably would have stayed there for a different amount of time. We're now coming up on 20 years um, mm-hmm. and we probably would have continued to focus on it. It's, it's uh, you're, So let's, let's, uh, let's bring it right to the surface. Yes, there was a real strong feeling that perhaps George Bush was not legitimate. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and his poll numbers show that he was not a super popular. There was a lot of division mm-hmm. due to what happened in Florida
0: until nine eleven. Exactly in the immediate aftermath, he had yeah. like a ninety percent approval
1: rate. It, I mean, it's one of the most stark
0: 78 percent from
1: Democrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There was clearly a rallying effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's, I mean, like. Mm-hmm. What what is like a year and a half later and we were taking our eyes off of Al Qaeda and we went to, there was a buildup to the, uh, the war with Iraq, mm-hmm. which was not in any way connected to in reality was not connected to nine 11. And, uh, but it was made to look that way and sort of the, they borrowed rhetoric from what was coming out of nine 11 to do this. And it just felt so out of control. It, it felt like in a bar fight or something like that, there's a lot of, you know, someone took a swing at us and then we turned around and, like, slugged the guy <laughs> sitting in the table over who had nothing to yeah. do with it. Like, it, in though the United States was, like, out for blood, like, uh, there was a number of us who knew, there who talked very clearly about, like, Iraq being something distinct and different.
0: Yeah, no, but I absolutely agree um, with this bar fight analogy. It's, it's very Old Testament, right? It's... Mm. An eye for an eye—that's basically the reaction, um, yeah. right? I mean, you hurt us, we hurt you more. Um, right. That's kind of what was the immediate rhetoric, um, and yeah, it's it's crazy because the the Iraq War—I mean, what was the big buzzword there? Weapons of mass destruction, right? That's that right. never existed, yeah. uh, that but hurt. but of yeah. course that's a code for another
1: 9/11, right?
0: Right so this threat. is there's yeah. some people out there we don't know exactly where they are how they look who they are uh, but we're going to somehow find them and destroy them that was basically the the arguments before yeah. they can attack us again on our soil
1: there's a part of this story that really bothered me at this point and you know so what is this i'm i'm just i'm like maybe a junior in college you know tw- you know somewhere in like the early 20s and my understanding of america really really changed and one one part of that is like i realized that we were the we like think of ourselves as a democracy as a republic like there's a story here about the bush family which is that like uh, if we go back to you know so george w bush was president mm-hmm. and he was president in large part as you indicated because of what happened in florida part of that story of what happened in florida was his brothers in charge of florida at the time as a governor and so is it possible uh, and did it feel like and is it probably true that you know that influenced how things unfolded during the recounts? Yes, yes. and so you know here's a president who was propped up by his brother um, you know, through questionable, uncomfortable sort of resolution of uh, out of election and he's now pushing us into Iraq, which was his father's war mm-hmm. and it just You know, it became really hard for me to think about what it meant to be American when basically a family dynasty was Mm. running, running the show. And, Mm. and, and there was a, about to be a lot of people dying and, and it just felt wrong that this family was Mm. telling all of us what to do. And Mm. probably, and and I didn't understand, I don't understand why we ended up in Iraq. I I I still don't. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's hard for me to look at this and not see the Bush family at the center of, of Mm -hmm. that period in the United States. Um, and, uh, it's very hard to do that. Like, would Mm -hmm. Al Gore have gone in politically? No, I don't think he would have gone into Iraq. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if it had, if George Bush had been, uh, I I don't know, like another person, even a a different Republican, I'm not sure we would have done that. It's, it's Mm -hmm. very hard and very uncomfortable for a country that doesn't think of itself as dynastic Mm. uh, to look at that period and and try to talk Mm. about it without invoking the idea of the Bush family.
0: Yeah, And also now, I mean, you talked about it, the longest war of America and Afghanistan just now coming to a a very ugly ending uh, and uh, basically ended um, with Two things, I mean, that, that stuck out for me. Um, and you mentioned the falling man imagery um, yeah. from people jumping from the tower. Now there were people falling off from the last planes that left from there, uh, yeah. which was like this awful analogy uh, to really 20 cool. years before. Um, and the other thing is, several US soldiers and Afghani locals died by a terrorist attack near the airport in one of the last yeah, days. And so, I mean, the question is 20 years later, um, was this reaction or this chain of reactions uh, not exactly what Al-Qaeda wanted, because it seems to have just grown Islamic terrorism and made America and the Western world more unstable than before. And maybe it would have been better to go a bit for New Testament. I think we can say, yeah, I mean, because I can, I always have this analogy because, because Biden Biden is so much, you know, favoring this, you know, forgiveness and kind of empathy uh, stance. Um, Although also him, of course, after this attack that I just mentioned a few weeks ago, he was also saying, you know, the same rhetoric, going to come and hunt them, hunt them down. But because that's everyone expects that from an American president. Let's see. I don't I don't see him really going.
1: Yeah. Into we won't invade know. Iraq again, if that's what well. you're saying. No, like, it's not, uh, I, I, by the way, I, I want to stop. But it, mm. I really like that switch that you made there. Mm. And uh, I don't understand why power and strength in the United States is the same thing as war mm. um, and aggression. Mm. And I think you're right that that over-response or that uh, complicated international... A violent response was ultimately detrimental to the United States. I, I, I mean, I'm sure other people could disagree with me, but I mean, a couple of my classmates died in Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not, there are people, there are people mm-hmm. who sacrificed their lives and, you know, the amount of monies that we put yeah. towards, you know, building these other countries, like we could have done something better. We mm-hmm. could have, uh, built different structures mm. rather than just making it a war, war making mm. and mm. occupation, and we would have been better, and probably other countries would have been better.
0: So these this amazing icon came down, um, and then of course also I guess a very American reaction: uh, let's build it up even bigger. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the Freedom Tower, um, seventeen seventy-six feet high. Um, right. So a lot of symbolism for me, actually. I. I kind of vaguely know how it looks, but for me, it's not nearly the icon that the twin towers were. Right. Um, and yeah, it's it's a matter of aesthetics, I guess, as well, but also maybe intent. Um, for me, it comes close, almost to kitsch. I think. I mean, it's like. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't there have been a possibility to just leave Ground Zero, as not as it was, but you know, repair it around it
1: and then do a memorial there and. I think mm-hmm. there is something very important to us about overcoming
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and and um, repairing and growing mm-hmm. over and. And so, no, there was never going to be another Mm. uh, way that Americans would handle that. We would always build something of strength and size. And and I think (laughs) what you suggest sounds more European to me where it's just a moment to recognize and try to heal. And we just, we overcome by sort Mm. of steamrolling over the the item and like building something.
0: If we think about 9-11 also one thing that started with 9-11 and we talked about the changing media landscape, um, was these theories, what was behind it and, you know, why this building came down. And this was spread then in the years after over YouTube, uh, different channels, so conspiracy theories which are absolutely everywhere now uh, yeah. and have uh, made the political discourse in both of our countries quite toxic in some, some mm. regards. Uh, it's so still much bigger in the US so far, but it's, uh, we see it coming here as well. Uh, and questioning of vaccinations and like the most basic yeah. science. Um, this was also something that was coinciding at least with, with 9-11. It was the first event that was That's really
1: yeah.
0: abused by conspiracy theorists in, in that way. I mean, it was not the first conspiracy theory. It sure. goes back to moon landing, JFK killing yeah. and so forth,
1: but why yeah, do you think of doesn't... that? it's a really important question because like part of it is like you started off saying like youtube or you know Mm -hmm. the ability for people who are trying to create their own meaning um to connect and sort of grow but like so yes i think the internet and access to talk to people who share that but i think i'd like to circle back and be like that's probably a number of people trying to make sense of such a startling rapid change mm. in the world and and wanting it to feel more coherent than it mm. maybe was um it was a bunch of different people acting in different chaotic kind of ways yes there was al-qaeda that tried to bring the tower down and that's that's what they accomplished but all the things that the causal stuff that led up to it like why do mm. that why And, you know, what's, what's our role as United States? What's their role? um, It's just easier to do a more unified, someone's Mm. in charge kind of narrative. It's laid foundation for a lot of this other, uh, and it actually, you know, let me me try to connect it one more step, Mm. which is we were being lied to. (laughs) Mm. Like, that's, that's like, I I don't blame them. Like, Mm. it is not clear to me why we went into Iraq, you know, and that, that should be more disturbing than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the sort of popular discourse, and so I don't totally blame people for wanting to try to understand why did things happen this way because it wasn't making sense, and you know the the leadership was going after other aspects and other goals than were totally being talked about. So trying to make meaning and make it all coherent, like yeah, no, there's <laughs> there's some real clear boundaries that get crossed mm-hmm. when people start going into the conspiracies. But being concerned about what's coming next and how do we have, how do we reassure ourselves? Like, I understand why people would start building these narratives.
0: Do you think, like, in the immediate aftermath of 9-11, uh, American society was for the last time really united?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. I don't think we will see another 80% approval for a president for a very long time. Even if something similar to nine eleven would would happen, again. even if I mean we sort of had that kind of right. I mean, like you know, if you look at this last year, there's a huge pandemic. We didn't even, you know, it's a little bit easier when it's humans attacking us because we can sort of, you know, mm. look squarely in the eye. Mm-hmm. But that's a major that should have been a major rallying point and coming together. And no, that the pandemic in very real ways has like entrenched and pushed us apart even more. Mm. So no, I you know maybe an attack maybe but I, I, mm. even then I, I don't think we would rally in the same way
0: no that's crazy that's a crazy assessment um well, i mean and also one of the things that i wasn't so aware of um was that um this symbolism with these huge flags for example on at NFL games, football games, veterans days at stadiums, that this was not not present so much before 9-11, that that's actually something that was brought forth by it. And I think the two of us, we even went once to a a baseball game in Philly, where they handed out these uh, military style Phillies hats, uh, sponsored by McDonald's. Totally. Um, <laughs> that's
1: right. Oh, my God, that's the and, most American thing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is, is that true? Really? Is that really? Can you feel that living
1: there? Um, and yeah, and it, it actually was like, a, there was a military budget assigned for that where mm. they could start uh, supporting events that, you know, sort of athletic events. And this was like part of recruiting into the military and making sure that, uh, mm. you know, there were favorable impressions so yeah man i mean like it was it's much more active uh Hmm. post 9 11. the different aspects of of what it means to be american were much more tied to uh, the military there's also there was a real sort of rally around our troops line of argument that was happening in the run-up to iraq that May have that was there a bit like so when in was it 91 92 during the you know the first time yeah. you know we went into Iraq there was definitely like sort of support our troops like you know America is going to do the right thing um in 2003 when we went in under George W. Bush there was much more of a if you don't support the troops you are a bad American um and I think what there's that's sort of the the carrot in the stick So there was an aggressive youth of patriotism to bring people in line uh, and keep people oriented towards a goal that the administration wanted. And then there's the carrot part, which was trying to build a good, positive will uh, and and belief in the military and that kind of stuff by going to sporting events and connecting with other aspects of Mm -hmm. what it means to be American. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm hmm. And it's, it's really hard to end on a more positive note on this this episode here. But of course, there was one plane that did not reach its destination. Um, United 93, um, which uh, crashed down in rural Pennsylvania after passengers intervened. And I was just looking this up before, and there's a, a little bit of a connection maybe to to our podcast here. Um, because it came down uh, near Shanksville, a tiny place mm. that became famous, at least in America, and it's actually, it's a, it's a German settlement. I mean, it was, so Schenk was a, was a German guy um, whose grandparents had emigrated to, to America uh, from the Palatinate region southwest, which mm. is actually where my family comes from as well. Mm. People died there, but they basically, people died to prevent other deaths. Yeah. Uh, and I guess maybe there's a little bit glimpse of hope that we can see in there um and also the story of immigration that is symbolized there uh that i yeah. c- i think can be only the future of of america as a as a yeah.
1: land of immigration right yeah it's been our past and mm. i think uh for a while maybe we've lost sight of ourselves as a mm. country of flux and change um and i think nine eleven kind of set us back on our heels we became more uh, wary of outsiders and the rest of the world was a much scarier place after 9-11 mm-hmm. but I do think that our strength lies in the fact that we're a lot of different cultures and a lot of different new people coming in and out of the United States mm-hmm. and I do think that that is us and I do think we'll get back there um, I do think that even even now that's a conversation that's moving more and more in the right direction mm-hmm. And you
0: think I can also come back at some point? I
1: do think you're going to come back <laughs> at some point. We have to get rid of this delta and all these other variants, but we're going to get you back here. Yeah.
0: You you know um, what the next village uh, south of Shanksville is called? I do not. Berlin.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, let's let's hope for the best. Uh, I really uh, want to see you again at some point. It would be great. Um, yeah. This was our episode for today. Uh, please do subscribe and rate us um, wherever you can. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get this podcast. We'll be back on a monthly basis from now on. Mike, great catching up with you. Absolutely. Take care.